They may sound nuts, so do the Wright brothers. Now, here's Flieger and Briggs. Welcome to It's Just Sports with Flieger and Briggs. And, you know, before we get started, let us take a minute to tell you about 12-Ounce Sports. Now that the action is officially back on, 12-Ounce Sports is your home for the best live talk shows covering all aspects of the sporting world and live game broadcasts. With Zingo TV adding 12-Ounce Sports to their long list of channels, you can now catch our show and all the others on Zingo TV channel 761. All you got to do is download Zingo TV and use a promo code 12OUNCE. That is 12OZ when signing up. It's that simple. Be sure to check out our latest blogs and the podcast as well on 12OUNCESportsRadio.com. And Rick, we're Yes, back. Richard, we are back. Before we do it, I understand, <laughs> Rick, we have a new listener to the show. So I have a brief announcement. It's only for one person. I, I think they call this microcasting. So Mrs. Finkelstein, if you're out there, <laughs> thank you for listening. And no, Alejandro does not drink three to five beers during the course of the show. I promise. All right. So yeah, now we can man. move. On. See, that's what I'm. I'm just making sure everybody knows that he does not. I got, I got something. I got something in my eye. Does not <laughs> drink three to five beers together? during the show. Are you going to let it roll? That's Mrs. Finkelstein. We'll just sit back and let it walk. I want to talk to you. See? Now listen. That's when he gets home. Don't right. Walk Don't walk from away from him. I'm talking to you. <laughs> you get a good <laughs> job before sundown. I like the fact that the beep is what cracks you. Yeah. It does make me laugh. Finkelstein, kid. Son of a bitch. It never gets old. funny every single time. So, Rick, breaking news whenever it feels yes. like breaking. I am given to understand that the National Football League, despite the objections of Peter King and Mike Florio, is going to begin one week from tomorrow. I'm sorry, Mr. Florio, that you your dream hasn't come true. Mm-hmm. He, he's Why hard. he hates it, I have no idea. That's how he makes a living, yeah, I thought. I'll, I'll never understand it. But so, show business on the show, which is where it should be done, and – peek behind the curtain the fact that we don't much speak other than when the microphones are on how are we handling the end this will be the first year since what 2009 we won't be foot fantasy football preview in a week are we picking games what are we doing here well i think we obviously are going to do our normal you know betting picks because we win people money i mean a lot of people rely on flieger and briggs to get them through their betting season they should so we'll continue to do that like we do them straight we do them against the line just like we have been doing um maybe we'll have to go through them a little quicker than we used to but i think we just go down through the schedule Whatever the point spread is, we'll take the straight line and and we'll take the or, or straight and then we'll take it against the line, and just have our normal competition. Does it feel like there's no buzz for the season to start this year? No, I, I without having preseason, it's kind of sneaking up on me. It really is. It is sneaking up on us, and like in our league of consequence, we don't have a draft until Saturday, and then it starts what the next Thursday. Well, that's Saturday, like in a couple of days. Isn't yeah. It? Wow. Exactly. Where all those ants. I hear we're having brisket. Did I see that? Was that true? I think we're having ribs and chicken. I thought he said brisket last night. Did he pull an audible on last us? Last night? Yeah, there was some text with him and Bowser. I missed that one. Well, maybe, yeah, I didn't get that one. Maybe I made it up. I, it could be. I like brisket. Those. Maybe it was a dream about brisket. But I don't know. I won't brisket is good. I do like brisket. It makes me happy. But Hey, while you're there. That's what I did this weekend. It's a brisket. I Yet, love Rick, brisket. we have no brisket. He has a picture of a brisket. He's all proud of the brisket. We have no brisket. Not only was there one cooked, there were two cooked this week. And again, and we have no brisket. No brisket. <laughs> Flieger and Briggs have no yeah. brisket. Flieger and Briggs like brisket. <laughs> Flieger and Briggs love brisket. I'll bring you tofu on Saturday. All right, Mrs. Finkelstein, four beers. All yeah, right. Exactly. So, uh, but no, I'm, I am curious because without the preseason, <laughs> it seems like even the news has been light because 
the networks can't stop talking about, well, we've got other sports going on, I guess that helps, and then they can't stop being political outlets, all the all the sports networks. It really feels like you've been short on news. Obviously, we've had no preseason games to speak short of. Short on news and kinda, much on long nonsense. Yeah, kind of kind of no buzz there. And I, I'm just curious. I, I have a feeling – It'll be slapped back to normal on Thursday when the, when the ball's in the air down in Kansas City. I hope so. Anyhow, I saw an article. I mean, I skimmed it. You know, you know how much I like to read. But I saw an article from the Washington Post postulating that the NFL is going to be way down this year because people are more interested in or worried about you know, the, the corona and, you know, the social unrest and the election. is There's bigger fish to fry in 2020 than the National Football League. I have to say that I have voted in every election since 1976. <laughs> Loser. And I have never not been less interested in an NFL season because there was an election. That's what they're trying to – I think they even took the spin fantasy football specifically, that the interest was way down in that. Do you buy that? No, no. I, I, I think it's trying to set a narrative, right? That that's exactly. A, that's what the nerds in a place well, like the Washington Post Well, they're trying to Post set the ner- narrative that politics is everything in this country. Right. When in reality, people are craving a sport that they can really get behind. Look, baseball is a gimmick this year. The, yeah. N- the NBA, we'll get into that later, is waning in popularity. The NHL is a redheaded stepchild of all the sports anyway, even though the NHL playoffs are some of the best that you'll ever find in any sport. But football is the king. Right. And, and I, I think it'll be business as usual. I do think it's going to be weird. I think this may end up being the most affected, affected with no fans. I suspect. I don't know. Although now we're seeing some stadiums, what, uh, New Orleans. Uh, I, I forget. There were several that are going to allow at least small crowds in the building, which might be odder than large crowds. I'm not sure. But uh, I don't know. Is there an advantage there, I guess, you know, that we're already having that conversation? <laughs> oh, there's a corona that got yeah, Rick thrown corona. out of work today. <laughs> got the rona. Here we go. Let's... He's just killing himself at work. Yeah. You just had to do that, didn't you? Well, first of all, we Isn't it something that they're only allowed to pump in 85 decibels or something, whatever it is? I don't know what that means, if that's a lot. But I don't know. I guess you you put up the advertising blankets over the seats and you pump the noise in and you keep the camera angle low. Maybe you won't notice. I don't know. I I think it's going to be odd. I really do. I think once it starts, it'll be great. Well, yeah, we'll get used to it real quick, and it'll be better than not having football on, I suppose. But it, it, it's not going to be the same. Can you imagine a Super Bowl this year with nobody in the building or 25% of the people in the building? That would be odd. That, that's gonna, You don't have all the flashing bulbs and all the nonsense that goes along with it. Yeah. So the, the weirdest thing, I think, is you think of the stadiums that are built for fans, like K- – <clears throat> KC, Seattle. Right, yeah. Uh, Superdome, like, and it's just going to be crickets. Even with pumped in sound, like, it'll be nowhere near what. And that will fans. be interesting when we're picking games, right? The traditional yeah. home field advantages aren't going to be that. It actually might be a kind of chalky year. I hadn't thought of it from that angle yet, but. Yeah, now be. Kansas City's great, but let's take in years. Kansas City was mediocre going back not all that many years. That was, what, a three- or four-point benefit every day. They always give the three points, but it felt like more in a place like Kansas City, right, where that's a right. real home field advantage in a place like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, while we're talking about football, I saw a report earlier this this afternoon that Mohamed Sanu was way ahead of schedule coming back from his ankle surgery. Just came across just now from Ian Rappaport that the Patriots are releasing him. So well, that's about par for the course. Oh, you're healthy and we have to pay you now. Yeah. <laughs> Sayonara there, clown shoes. Hey, speaking of ex Patriots wide receivers, did you see the Antonio Brown news? This is very I, exciting. To I me. did not. So, as you know, show prep is very important to me. And I take it very, very seriously. So I did a deep dive on this. So I'm going to keep this as radio-friendly as I can. 
So there's a. You've already like exceeded the bounds of truth. That's just not true whatsoever. When you're talking about how important prep is for you. No, it, I didn't turn it up. I botched it. Is this the point where I'm supposed to say put the women and children to bed? You are fake news. I don't think so. I'm going to handle this okay. gently. Okay. All right. So there's purported, we don't see his face, but there's a purported uh, video of Antonio Brown. How, how would I say this Allegedly. in church? Allegedly receiving a snarling from a porn star how's that is that radio friendly can i say that that's perfect so the young lady's name is tiana trump now i no, wasn't for no relation right yeah not not uh not a, not a daughter of the president and i'm that, sure that's her real name that i can confirm well absolutely that's her christian name <laughs> yeah. right it's on her baptism certificate and so so she's a she's a professional where's he going running away i think i was supposed to pretend like he wasn't leaving i've never seen you run before <laughs> i was stunned anyhow ms trump no relation you don't see antonio brown's face but apparently it's in antonio brown's gym the internet sleuths have sussed this out and there's some green watch band on some billion now the dollars. internet sleuths translates to big fat guys living in their mother's basement well, certainly, certainly. <laughs> or, watch all this stuff. some of them are skinny or people who like to do you know show research like i do so i'm playing it here it's you called can't POV. See, you can't see it rick but but uh mr finkelstein can and, and the young Ms. Ms. Trump is performing that act for Mr. Antonio Brown, and it's all over the internet now, and there's really nothing much to talk about with it other than the fact that uh, we're enjoying it right now. So, Well, it's the fact of the matter is trainer. it's really a non-story because he's not employed. Well, right. You think something like this would prevent him more so than all the other antics from being, why is she doing that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. From I'm being, not uh, watching it. I'm, yeah. She's a skilled young lady. That's what I'll tell you. You, you may want to check it out. And rather fetching at that. She's, fetching. She's, she's a good like egg, that. that one. So, so I did a further dive in her other works. You know, I wasn't real aware of her milieu, if you will. So, so I've looked into it. Portfolio. And, and this performance, you know, with an NFL star is on par with, with her normal. So I'm glad of that. She didn't mail it in, you know what I mean. Lord. Right. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, because, you know, you want a, a top performer with, with a, a future Hall of Famer. According to a lot of people. Right, yeah, you know. and I think Ms. Trump's a Hall of Famer from what I'm seeing here as well. It looks uncomfortable at times, i got to be honest, so so good on her. So that's our NFL news. Do we want to talk about Leonard Fournette, Joe this, Mixon? This would have been a great well, I mean, point for an ad for Manscaped, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, it was great to... Uh, oh, now it's just keeping going. I need to pause this. That's called loop. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. Leonard this, Fournette. This is, it's just porn with Seth Lager and Briggs. Uh, porn, it's real life. It, it's good to see that Joe Mixon got an extension. I was a little bit surprised of the Leonard Fournette release, not so much in the fact that Jacksonville's tanking. It can't be that simple, right? You that wouldn't think so, but here's a guy with, with over 1,000 yards rushing 76 receptions last year, and he can't find a job. That's the surprising That's part that somebody didn't scoop him right up. His contract's pretty cheap, fair, but by comparison, there almost has to be. There was always that feeling. Doug Marone hated him, absolutely hated him. There, there almost has to be something we don't know, right? Because there would be those mysterious games where, and it would be literally at the last minute. If you weren't sit, if you own Leonard Fournette and you weren't sitting at your computer, he'd just be you know, not playing 10 minutes before the game. It would get announced. It, some incident, like a lot of it was Marone, but it, it's, it's weird. It's really weird. He's coming off of, it feels like this is kind of a fantasy football conversation. This is where you see all the back and forth and, you know, what a disappointment he's been and how, you know, he hasn't lived up to the hype. But when you look at the numbers in terms yeah. of an NFL running back. I mean, NFL production, fantasy production is almost one and the same. I mean, the guy has been a productive back. Maybe not the next Barry Sanders, but he's certainly been productive. And I think my question is you. I mean, do you buy the stories that Jacksonville has been out? You know, we show, we've been wanting sixth or seventh round for him. We can't get him. I mean, 
I'm sorry, out of 31 other teams, I, I'm afraid somebody would give up a seventh-round pick for this guy. I wouldn't have believed it until he cleared waivers, and now you could have him for nothing, and nobody True. did it. So that, that's what I'm wondering, really, what we don't know. I mean, somebody's going to sign him. Is it just a matter of... You know, obviously, there, I don't want to use collusion, but there's conversation. These teams know if nobody else is planning to claim him, then they'll just go on, and now you can renegotiate a new right. deal. So I think there's a piece of that in it. You know, I feel like in conversations on Twitter, it felt like people feel like he's injury-prone. That's not necessarily true. There seems to be some sense that he's bad in the locker room, but you, there's that sense out there, but you can't find a lot of specific examples of that. I just It's really, really odd where teams do have a need at running back. Now we're a couple days out of clearing waivers, so you can get him even cheaper, presumably, and nothing's moving. When we're a week away from this thing start, it's – Well, here's another question for weird. you. Do you think a lot of teams are waiting to see what happens with Elvin Kamara? Kamara's not going anywhere. That's all just – I mean, he was back. He was going to practice today, they said. I don't know if he did, but they, he was in the building and was planning to practice today. Nobody's oh. giving you a first-rounder for Alvin but Kamara. What, I don't care kind how of, great he is. But what kind of good faith is that – I mean, you're paying a guy $2.6 million. His backup's making over four. And you're saying, okay, I'm, we're open to trading him. Yeah, that, that, that's a, that hard line I found odd, right, in – Probably outside of Christian McCaffrey there and Ezekiel Elliott with the Cowboys, there is no – when you talk about horses for courses, right, this is without a doubt absolutely Alvin Kamara is built for that Saints offense and that Saints offense is built for Alvin Kamara. And so it, it just – it made absolutely no sense. You still got Drew Brees around. Right. Still, the way that offense is set up, it's built around Alvin Kamara's skill set and why they – to your point, they don't even negotiate in good faith is beyond me. I know. I mean, Latavius Murray is a great backup, but he's not Alvin Kamara. No, no. And, he's and, a good backup is what he is he's a good back but he's not a great back you know as versatile as Kamara is and I just think it's surprising like you said they're taking such a hard line with him so question for you guys with Frank Gore getting signed (laughs) Freeman or Fournette who gets signed first and where if it was me I'm taking Fournette he's 25 years old I can't believe Freeman's still available I mean, maybe that ties into the Fournette. We're just not paying any veteran running backs right now. Is that the tack the league straight? I take Fournette first. I think he's going to command more money. So if we have – that's the other thing. We haven't had a lot of camp injuries this year. I want to say that, you know, if we have a camp injury, this will happen, that will happen. Nobody's been hurt yet. Nothing serious, but I mean – Probably Freeman because I, I think we're looking now – and here's why I say this. I think we're looking now at – in-season signing somebody goes down week one in-season signing you're going to take the guy Freeman I'm guessing and this is maybe I'm making this up Freeman is more likely to take the veteran minimum to sign somewhere off the street not expect to be a feature back just be a body versus Leonard Fournette who is a legitimate stud to star and probably expects to be treated as such you would think so I it's it's kind of a, a weird situation the way some of the teams are taking their stances this year because, like you said, there hasn't been any injuries in preseason. No, it's been really odd. So everybody's pretty normal. And what's odd is we'd have to go back and look. There's probably no data on this. I always felt, like, yeah, you had some named players get hurt and put out for the year in preseason games. But those seem to happen more in camp even still, and that hasn't happened this year. Are they not going as hard as, you know, the – the Rona prevent ACL tears? I, I don't understand it. It's <laughs> well, just, we'll but that's been the point. There's no news this year. Nothing's happening. We'll be finding out with the product in weeks one and two. Do you think it's going to be that noticeable? Up till week three. Week three, that's when you're going to see the, all the soft tissues. And the, yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of injuries beginning of the year. I really am. This goes back to what Briggs said last week about these massive athletes and the tendons and the ligaments don't grow, but the muscles are huge. Yeah. So. I mean, it's – and I heard a radio show actually today, I think it was, or yesterday, I don't remember. But 
they had a former player on there talking about camp and preseason. He says, you were game-hardened by week one. He says, they don't do that anymore. What was it, back in the 70s? Didn't they play like six preseason games or something crazy like that? I can't remember, to be honest with you, but it seemed like – but they weren't televised. I mean, you well, really exactly. didn't pay a lot of attention right. to it back yeah. then. But, um, yeah, I think they played more then, to be honest with you. And they had and a camp lot. was full contact. They had a lot more scrimmages against other teams. Right. Even back into the 80s, I think. Yeah. Well, now yeah. they all just turn into brawls and it ends up on social media and everybody has to apologize and cry and weep and you have Florio's crying in his Cheerios again. I really don't like Mike Florio. I've gathered that. I'm it, sure he doesn't care, but I don't oh, care does. for him. You he think? wrote us a letter and said he was very dis, you know, discouraged that you didn't like oh, him. Oh, all right. Well, but, um, eat try, it, Florio. Try yeah. to get him on the show. We should. Yeah. I'm sure he'd be willing to hop on. I'll be polite. Why not? I'll try and produce that. Yeah. That'd be you nice. need to. <laughs> Doesn't push any of the buttons. He could at least make a phone <laughs> call for What do you got, Rick? You look like you got something on deck here. Not not a whole lot, but I did come across a, um, a little article. Talking, we were talking about the NBA last week, you know, in the playoffs and so forth. Do you know that since 2012 um, – the NBA broadcasts, you know, the the ratings for the NBA broadcasts have declined 45%. 45%? I mean, that is significant to say the least. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, and I'm going, I'm just going through this article. They're really not helping themselves, you know, by postponing games and this, that, and the other because – I mean, you know, keeping the politics out of it, people want sports. Right. Yeah. It's simple as that. And, you know, they they have – it says uh, games on TNT are also down – okay, I'm sorry. Network NBA broadcasts. Okay, so the 45%. ABC, ABC games, And 45%. NBC, whatever. All right. TNT down 40%. Wow. ESPN down 20%. And that's the surprising one because ESPN might as well change their name to NBA SPN because that's yeah. all they want to talk about until the NFL starts. Exactly. And, um, you know, I, I don't really – to me, I don't really think it's that much politics as a product itself. Well, I, I think that's what it is. So kind of not knowing the metrics they use there and going back to 2012 kind of before everything that, that that's happened over the last year or two here is there is literally no reason for a casual fan to watch a regular season NBA basketball game, especially now with your load management and nobody cares in the home. It's going to be closed for three, you know, it's going to come down to the last possession every time, no matter who you're playing in some random Wednesday Unless it's 140 game. to 96. Right. So there's just – you know before the season starts, 15 of the 16 playoff teams, right? Yep. So there's just no, absolutely no reason to watch it. There's no bigger basketball fan in the world than me. I don't watch regular season NBA. You know, if you live in San Francisco and Oakland, maybe you're watching some of these Golden State games throughout the year. But there's no reason whatsoever, unless you get, you know, blessed with a Zion Williamson coming back, right? So right. you'll get a little bump for a couple games. There's just absolutely zero reason to watch it. I, I think that's the first part. And one of, of and one of the points made in the article was <laughs> they have really – marketed themselves to the younger audience right who loves to play nba on xbox and so forth but the problem is i mean I, i've got a son that plays all that kind of stuff he's not sitting around for two hours watching a basketball no, game no. at all no he'll stream the highlights that's on it social exactly. media when the game's over you know, if he gets a tweet saying it's a tie game with a minute and a half left, maybe he'll flip over. If he even owns a TV, I don't know. But you, my daughter's about to be 14. I can't get her to turn a TV on. It's it's the yeah. weird. If it isn't in that phone, it doesn't exist. You, you know what I mean? So 
So I think there's a lot of that as well. And then I think, you know, fast forward to this year, you know, without the politics of things, th- that was where I struggled with the the boycott, the sit out, whatever you want to call it, that happened there last week. It didn't, I did, you didn't get your message across because it felt like a preaching to the choir thing, right? Kind of all of this activism you see in the NBA. It's going to turn off a segment of your casual viewer, right? Your fans are probably, in all likelihood, more often than not, in kind of lockstep with, with the players in, in doing this stuff. So this doesn't affect their viewing habits. There are plenty of casual viewers out there who, just to your point, forget which side's right or wrong. I don't care. Casual viewers, I am not going to tune in and watch that. I don't want to see that. I want to see basketball. If half the broadcast is going to be that, I'm just not going to bother. And so I think that goes on. And so then you're... (laughs) God! Really need video now. <laughs> I got booby trap with a chair here. See what happens is that thing that's not an armrest. When you pull on that, the chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rick just disappeared below <laughs> the cons. Straight up low rider. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. All right. So how how do we spin that back around? So you you don't have the casual viewer, and I think this sounds dumb, but I've caught myself doing it. I'm someone who, as the NBA playoffs go on, I will start to consume more and more of it. But August into September isn't when I'm used to watching basketball, even though, you know, there was for in the beginning of it, when everything coming back, there was this hunger for it because we hadn't had it. I'm kind of back into old viewing habits, and I'm not, I don't think about the NBA right now. I have a hard time with hockey, even. I don't think about it. It's not supposed to be happening now, so I don't no. think that helps. It's them football any season. But I still think the biggest thing with the NBA is just there is no reason to watch 94% of their season, none whatsoever. I agree. Until you get to the conference finals, it's there's no reason to watch it. You know precisely how it's going to go. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I saw another thing where there's a lot of backlash coming out for the game. You know, LeBron with his shirt on, vote or die. I'm not going to die if I don't vote, okay? And I'm not going to die if I don't watch you play basketball So they're either. doing the vote or die thing? Yeah, this, exactly. This reminds me, do you – do you ever watch? I know he didn't. Do you ever watch the South Park oh, yeah. episode? So this was, I don't know if it was 2012, 2016. That show's been on for 40 years, I swear to God. And they did it, dedicated an entire episode to uh, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever he's calling himself this week. He's running the national voter die campaign, and he's literally walking around asking people if they're going to vote, and if they tell him no, he shoots them. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. so the, I, every time I see voter die, that's all I can think so, about now. I, so I love that You one. both have corona? There's a lot of hacking and wheezing going on in this. No, it's just water. Um, it could be corona. You mean the fourth beer. Uh, Speaking of which... <laughs> I, I think that was my cue. The the South Park episode where it was vote for a turd sandwich or douche. Yeah, giant douche or the oh, turd. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I think was it the same episode? No, I think that was a different Was it a different that one? That was another electoral year. No, I think it was the same one because one of the kids, Stan or Kyle, I can't remember, was refusing to vote and then Puff Daddy was trying to chase him down oh, to get him to vote. Are, I think you're right. And then remember, they held up the election results until he voted. He was the only one in town who didn't vote. And thank God, now we can finally have a decision. And one or the other won by like 98%. Yeah, right. As only yeah. South Park could do. <laughs> I think it was the same one. If you'll excuse me for a minute. Oh, yeah. Go go get yeah. the old Mrs. man Mrs. Finkelstein, he is going to sweep the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, he's not. He's not getting beers. So he's lucky we have that. his back. If she knew how much he was drinking down here, apparently <laughs> she'd get upset. We so. won't tell her. Yeah, he is lucky. We're we keeping. The, we're keeping her. this in house. So that's yeah. just good friends. He owes us. Yeah, he does. He, he, he really he does. So. You know, I have a story coming up, but you know, we have to make sure that we leave time for our. Special for Mont Rushmore for baseball. Oh yes, yes, and I actually prepared for that. 
Why, thank you, sir. Thank you for that soft drink, Mr. Finkelstein. Yes, I love Coca-Cola. And of course, Mr. Flager's a Pepsi-Cola man, so yeah. we're 50-50 That's between right. the two. Very fair. And, and, fair and Alejandra balanced. likes RC. So I love RC. Stuff is terrible. Oh, get out What's of here. the difference? It's awful. That's what they have of all things. They RC got the contract at the Melon or whatever they're calling the arena down in Pittsburgh these days, and it's god awful. Except for the fact, if you go to the right booth, you can get a Cherokee Red. Now that, Ooh. now that, my friend, is Cherokee right. Red's awesome. But our Diet RC tastes like a yeah. But don't drink Diet RC. You gotta get water. you gotta get the real stuff. I I challenge you to have a rum and RC. I believe I will accept that challenge. Maybe next Saturday. Or, sorry, this coming Saturday. Nah, we're not doing this again. All Why? Right? See, he thinks he's going to get me all hammered up and get me wound up, and he wants to video it, and I won't do it. I <laughs> no, won't be a part of it. I wouldn't dare video. This is exactly what you do. There was video, I believe, of the year I, I really let you I really do want to see you like you were that one year at the draft. That was your fault. I was a little bit late. I had quarter a quarter after ten for a seven o'clock draft. Well, I had a kid playing football. I was entertaining people and had to have drinks with them. And I, by the time you got there, I couldn't stand up. You, <laughs> you're not very entertaining. He was very all. entertaining. I believe I'm rather gregarious. <laughs> That's gregarious. But what is? Oh yeah, I did say it wrong. Lately. I know things. I know you. Know I know things. words. But. <laughs> What, are you going to scroll through that phone every day, or are you going to get to the point of whatever you were getting The point to? I'm trying to make is that before yeah. we get to our Mount Rushmore. He lost the read again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why don't you print this thing they, out? Yeah, I know, exactly. But, um, no, I th- really think that we need to make sure we have enough time for that. Before we do that, oh, we here have it is. to he tell everybody it. about mybookie.ag. Oh, we've been waiting with bated breath for <laughs> half know. an hour now. Well, you know, if we had a producer to actually print something out for us instead of just bringing beer, Wait, you know, we'd be so all right. Well, you just told him to go get a beer, and now you're admonishing him for doing the same. <laughs> but he should have had that ahead of time. You would rather me print stuff out than bring you beer. No. Nope. That's you, what I heard. That's it? <laughs> no, no, no. You didn't hear that. <laughs> you blew it. Way to go. Sports are in full swing. We want to take advantage of those sports investments when getting in on the action. 12-ounce sports has officially partnered with MyBookie.ag to get you the best deal possible. When you sign up on MyBookie.ag, they'll match your first deposit up to $1,000 when you punch in the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. That's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS. MyBookie.ag. Get your first deposit up to a grand, Mr. Fleeger. And now's when you can gamble. You can gamble on the NFL. And you listen to us, and you'll win money. Yeah. It's MyBookie.ag. You betcha. All right. Hey, All right. Let's before we get to the wait, Mount Rushmore story. A real, a real quick callback. Yeah. Arrowhead Stadium. Chiefs fans registered a record 142.2 decibels on September 29th, 2014, which is comparable, or sorry, louder than a jet taking off from an aircraft carrier. And, and what do you say they're to, capping? They're 85. They're allowed to pump in 85. That's a big difference in Arrowhead. Big difference. Big like, difference. That's, that's math. I'll, what, 40%? Oh, you went percentages. I'm out. <laughs> well, and Arrowhead's one of those places where they talk to <laughs> old ex-players who say that place is intimidating just driving up to it with the Cretans running around in the parking lot and the noise three, four hours before kickoff. So, look, they're so good it's not going to affect them. But there's going to be a lot of teams that this does affect. Uh, no, kind yeah. of an equalizer, really, when No you doubt think about, about it. that. I mean, well, I an equalizer for, for the visitor. Yeah, exactly. Or should I say, I hear what you did there. So what? I wonder what that will do, like, on, on the line. You know, it's usually like an automatic three-point kick. I will be curious. Down to, like, one. They have some numbers out. I'm trying to think. Kansas City, were they a nine? Already nine over Houston? I think that, I'm trying to think of the ones I remember. The Steelers were four point against the Giants, and they're at. Aren't they at? I can't remember. Anyhow, we'll, we'll do that next week. You've been waving this piece of paper around since the beginning of the show. Go ahead and read it. Because this is very important stuff. I somehow have my doubts, but I'll shut up and listen anyhow. <laughs> 
The German state. Here we go. Appoints the minister of bratwurst. I'll tell you, that's like a the title. sausage. That is a title. You know, there there is Tiana no Trump could be. <laughs> there's no that's place that's a bigger deal than the state of Thuringen. 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 Home to the legendary Thuringer Bratwurst. If there was such a thing as Bratwurst Kingdom, the central German state would be it. On August 16th, the regional Bratwurst Interest Organization, yes, there is such a thing, took things a step further by appointing the first minister of Bratwurst in Thuringen to make sure the fresh link sausage gets its due. The new minister won't get a seat in regional government, and he won't be presenting any formal legislation. But Thomas Maurer, business manager for promotion and development at, I, don't, I'm not, I can't speak German, Frun der Thuringer Bratwurst, in an interview with Zenger News, said that they appointed the first minister of Bratwurst. I just thought that was just, I'd like to be the minister of Bratwurst. I thought you were on a diet. That doesn't mean I have to eat it. Why would you be the minister of it if you weren't going to eat it? Do you know that (laughs) they produce 420 million bratwurst in 2019? According to the Regional Pork Farmers Association, not only does the production sustain the production of 750,000 pigs per year, in that state, it has to import an additional 250,000 pigs to cover the strong demand for bratwurst. Well, as there should be. Now, here's a dumb question. Yeah. What makes it a bratwurst versus a kielbasa versus a regular sausage? I think it's the seasonings that they put in it. But, Factually as accurate. you can hear it, there is the picture of the minister of bratwurst. Well, he gets a crown and a stick and everything. Yeah. Sash. I mean, that is awesome, man. Actually, I like that jacket. You should carry a walking stick. It looks dignified. I may start carrying one. But yeah, I'm, if he you're old a, enough that you could pull it off. If he grew a beard and the walking stick, he'd be a wizard. Well, yeah, we don't want to be a wizard. Oh, I love to be a wizard. That's nerd stuff. We can't do that when we do Harry Potter stuff here. Well, I mean, just think what they can do in Harry Potter. That's pretty cool stuff. I wouldn't know. Aloha, Mora. I've never watched Harry Potter. What, are you quoting Harry You've Potter? You've never seen The Godfather. Am I the only what? person in this studio who can throw a spiral, for God's sake, whatever you two Whoa. fruitcakes are doing? Wow. That was I harsh. threw a spiral before you were even thought of. That's probably well, true. Because you're old. <laughs> Duh, so was Sammy Bob, but he could throw a, sa- a spiral. Sammy Baugh, he was a quarterback. Yes, he was. I remember and that. Ricky Bobby raced cars. I watched. I logged about eight minutes of that the other day. Really? It was on the channel where I usually watch my impractical jokers, so I stuck with it till I realized my jokers weren't coming on. Is that no longer Spike? No, I don't think it's the one that used to be Court TV, and now they have everything but Court on it. Hmm. Interesting. I don't think I've watched that. What, Impractical Jokers? I've never watched that. Well, you should. Why? You'd be a lot cooler if you did. (laughs) Movie quote. I'm I'm impressed. (laughs) All right, do your Mount Rushmore thing. No, okay, what we're going to do, as we talked about. He told me no, and then he started started two weeks ago. So is that just your default no (laughs) to everything? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What was that one? That's the ghost giggle. That's the ghost giggle. Nobody knows where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the background of a, we're sitting down here together, and that appeared. It appeared somewhere. So we recorded it, and there it is, the ghost giggle. But we put together a Mount Rushmore for baseball. And mine's the only correct one. There is no correct one. Of course there's a correct one. Mine is. No. You play to win the game. That's a fact. I've heard this. But the thing is. If I'm the judge, I win. If you're the judge, you win. If he's the judge, he wins. No, he doesn't get a vote. Well, that's true. Actually, I think I should be the only one to get a vote because I never vote for myself. Why not? Self-degradation. Oh, all right. Oh. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Is that that's the, something that you... That was going too that's far. Something going you, back to Tiana Trump. That's something you and I have never, no. never considered. No, I'm pretty proud of the way I turned out. So what we're going to do is name four players 
from the God knows how many have played over the course of the years. 23,863. He made that up. <coughs> Good God. I'm dying over here. I think so. Yeah, you know, If I get to Rona, I'm going to be bitter. I hate Corona. That'd be all right. I shouldn't you say that. I like when you're Rona? bitter. I like when you're bitter. It's going to be fun Saturday if you're still hacking and wheezing. Oh, I'll be fine by then. three or four Corona bros in the league who already don't want to come. Oh, boy, we could really throw them you off get the to game. And I'd wheezing. just start coughing at them. We'd be hiding under the every right. table crying. Every so what we'll do is we up. will go from <laughs> – Person to person, instead of like me listing my four, you listing, we'll go from person to person. All right, and, and name them, and why that you picked that person. I mean, yeah, briefly, okay? Well, I, I prepared. So a bit we'll of go a with Alejandro first. Why does he go first? Why not? So he I mean, gets you, you know, a couple beers, and now he gets special privileges. Poor guy doesn't get any credit for anything, and here I am trying to be nice to him, and you just didn't he just. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go first, then. Make the old man happy. Well, I I kind of feel like number one. We're all gonna have number one. Right? Yeah. There's an obvious one. Number I would one. Think. The one oh one oh one. Fair. Okay. Babe Ruth. Yes. Yes. All right. So we all have Babe Ruth. So okay. Real briefly, you you can go through wow. go go through his stats. Go ahead. Well, mine wasn't so much stats as much as pitcher, fielder, hitter, first. Uh, sports superstar, 690 slugging percentage, still the best of all time. Uh, un, like, not really known fact, 29 and two-thirds innings of scoreless innings across two World Series of scoreless. scoreless. 94 and 46 as a pitcher, 2.28 ERA, 107 complete games, and a 342 career batting average. 2,214 RBIs along with 714 home runs, 12-time home run leader, and uh, 474 on-base percentage. That's pretty good. That 12-time home run leader, sometimes it wasn't even close. He was crushing people by, like, 20 home runs in a dead ball era. Okay. And the bottom line is he just left such a footprint. He's on the Mount Rushmore of sports as far as I'm concerned because even today – with these no no account millennials, right? You will hear somebody, a new player, a new great player, described as the Babe Ruth of whatever, right? To to this day, right? We still compare every MLB star to Babe Ruth. You compare a uh, you know, guy who can eat a lot of hot dogs. He's the Babe Ruth of hot dog eating. I mean, this is the footprint this guy left. There's just no question. Forget the numbers. Just forget about it. Exactly. As my nephew says. Bet. 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 All right. Who's number two? Okay. Number two on your list. On on mine. Yes. Um, You're Alejandro Finkelstein, right? This came down to Hank Aaron versus Willie Mays for me. Okay. Um, MLB All-Star. Hank Aaron, 25 times. Willie Mays, 24 times. Aaron, MLB All-Century Team. Mays, All-Time Team. Which, to me, All-Time Team kind of is better than all century, right? Aaron, uh, one MV- NL MVP, Mays, two. Aaron, four-time NL home run leader, Mays, all-star MVP twice. Aaron, three-time gold glove, Willie Mays. This was the seal the deal for me, 12-time gold glove award winner. Willie Mays, 3,382 hits, 660 home runs, Almost well, 660, not, right? 660, yeah. sorry. Uh, 1,903 RBIs, 12 gold gloves. He was a five-tool player. I was in the same boat with you, and I took Hank Aaron simply oh. because 305 career average, 755 <sighs> home runs, Wrong. Uh, 15 seasons of 30 or more home runs. He never struck out more than 100, 100 times in a season. Um, the the thing about Hank Aaron, he's first in RBIs as well, twenty two hundred ninety seven. Um, you could, to me, you could flip up a coin between him and Mays. They, they were both just tremendous players. I remember them so well when I was a kid, and um, I mean, actually, they were before my time, but you know, they played well into when I was a teenager. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you can flip a coin. I, I would can't argue Willie Mays at all. I, I just took Hank Aaron just because of some of those stats. But, uh, look, God. H- Hank Aaron is a great, great, great player. But if you created a baseball route, Mount Rushmore, and Willie Mays isn't on it, I, I should turn off your microphone. You should be embarrassed. You I'm won't not embarrassed. be, but you so, should be embarrassed. I'm so not the, embarrassed. It's the, Willie May. So, the, so far, we're two for two. The biggest <laughs> thing for me was the five-tool. He was the first w- legitimate five-tool baseball He player. was. I, I, I can't not take anything away, away from, 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 from Willie Mays. And that's the thing. I mean, I, I actually had Willie Mays wrote down, and, you know, I mean – God, you can convince me. Who cares? We can throw Willie Mays up and be unanimous. Oh, it doesn't matter to me. We have, and you have your no, clown no. shoe, I mean, Mount Rushmore. You just, you just happen to take. Backhaulers of West Virginia somewhere that nobody cares about anyhow. Right. Uh-huh. All right, number three. Now we'll probably start to get to some debate. I didn't think we'd have Why a debate Why don't you speak up, Mr. Clown Shoes? All right, my number three, and I could sit here and read a bunch of numbers to you and see how many times I can say five-tool player in 48 seconds. And now he's bashing on you. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> this is what I do. It's a competition, right? Fair. There's <laughs> the ghost again. So, but this for sheer impact of the game. All right. I, I don't care about the numbers. It, it obviously a great, great, great player, but sheer impact on the game. There's only one person for whom one game every season, the entire league takes their name off their jerseys, puts one number, the entire league wears one number every day. Again, if you don't have this man on your Mount Rushmore, it belongs in the back haulers of West Virginia with Briggs. Jackie Robinson is on the Mount Rushmore of baseball, period. I don't want to hear anything else. Good. All right, so moving on. So, so you're wrong. Who cares? What do you mean I'm wrong? Of course you're wrong. Of course he was a great player. Of course he broke down barriers. But he doesn't belong in the Mount Rushmore. I'm just going to throw it out there. He he was a good to great baseball player. I thought he was going to say five-tool player again. I'm going to throw my Pepsi He's only four-and-a-half-tool. <laughs> but looking at the statistics, like – Statistics. I, I will Nerd. give it to him. Like, congratulations. Like, way to do integration and everything. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anything so dismissive. No, Congratulations. I, I, great job on the integration. So, all right. So, here's the thing. <laughs> Jackie Robinson wasn't the first black baseball this player. It doesn't matter. It's Jackie Robinson. All right. Give me whatever BS you guys have. I got the fourth one. The fourth one's going to surprise both of you. Anyway, go ahead, Alejandro. No, I I went first. Okay. Twice, so go I, I got Ted Williams. Um. Last guy to hit 400, 344 career average, 19-time All-Star, 15th on the RBI list, 521 home runs. Ted Williams was like the – he's the benchmark of a hitter, period. And if you don't have Ted Williams on your Mount Rushmore, you're a moron. Hey, he'd look good in that West Virginia Mount Rushmore you have. So at this point, I thought it was time – let's put a pitcher up there. Yeah. Well, I got a pitcher, but I didn't have. I him didn't up. end up with a pitcher. Really, I'd, I'd put one I, in there. Was, there. I know what one you put in there. I can't believe you didn't bring it up first. So, for me, it came down to Nolan Ryan versus Walter Johnson. I never considered Nolan Ryan. Yes. I like where you went there. I considered all those guys: Cy Young, Walter Johnson, um, the Lefty Groves, you know, the Roger Clemens, the Nolan Ryan, the Steve Carlton's. Another one that really got me, almost put him on there, was Greg Maddox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it was another one. They just edged him out. So, but go ahead. I'm sorry. So, it it came down to four for me. It was Nolan Ryan, Walter Johnson, um, Mariano Rivera, and Cy Young. But for the sake of conversation, we're, we narrowed it down to two. Nolan Ryan versus Walter Johnson. Johnson, 12-time AL strikeout leader. Ryan, 11-time. Johnson, 6-time AL wins leader. Ryan, 2-time ERA leader. Johnson, all-time. It comes down to all-time century again. Uh, Walter Johnson had 21 seasons, totaled 3,508 Ks. 
Nolan Ryan went 27 seasons, record in the MLB, 5,714 Ks, six times he threw 300 strikeouts, 15 times 200 strikeouts. To beat that, a pitcher has to average 250 strikeouts over 23 seasons. Not going to happen. Johnson. It'll never happen ever again. No. You're right. Uh, Walter Johnson had a hundred and this goes back to maybe two episodes ago where you were talking about complete games and everything. Right. Walter Johnson had 110 shutouts, 110. Nolan Ryan considered one of the greats 61. Uh, Walter Johnson, 417 wins. Nolan Ryan, 324. I look at that as like modern era versus way back when, uh, Walter Johnson, 531 complete games. Nolan Ryan, 222. The win for me goes to Nolan Ryan. And he belongs on there just for the old man ass beating he put on Robin Ventura. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. That, that was the tie he, break. Yeah. No doubt about that. That's that. what it has to come back to. That isn't why yeah. he beat that was, Walter Johnson. You ass, that's why he beat Cy Young. If you want your ass kicked, charge Nolan Ryan right. on the mound. Yeah. And it was I like the, the calm old man way he did it, too. Yeah. It was the this hurts me more than it hurts you kind of business. I like that. It was, was kind of like one of the – I don't know, like the Dolph Ziggler of wrestling today attacking a Ole Anderson right. from the old days. Yeah, no problem. Ole just tears him up. This yeah. is what we're going to do. Yeah. Fine. So and, be it. And neither got ejected. Well, nor should they. Oh, of course. Blood streaming. That's the way it should face. be. <laughs> it's just part of the game. That's how we play. Go ahead, Mr. Flynn. All right, so we're to the last one. All right, this one was tough, right? It was tough. Because I already get, yeah, I started. Yeah, so you go first. Or you go first. All right. Time. I mean, I got Sandy Koufax. I, I just, Oh, I thought you were going to go Bob Gibson. No, I I'd have bet anything. You I got going Sandy Bob Koufax Gibson. for the simple reason. I, he's kind of like the Gail Sayers uh, of the baseball thing. I mean, he, he retired early. Um, and even early in his career, he wasn't that spectacular. But the year that he retired – he was 27 and 5, 323 innings pitched. There's something going on over there. I don't know. You got music playing over here. Where's that coming from? Don't ask me. It must be that ghost giggle. Is it your laptop bag ringing? Why would my laptop bag ring? I don't know. But I mean, you know, it's not a pleasant sound. It is. <laughs> I don't know if it's coming across the microphone, but I like. But it. his last four years, up till he retired, he was ninety-seven and twenty-seven, and with an ERA of under two. Um, he struck out three hundred and eighty-two batters in nineteen sixty-five and three hundred and seventeen batters in nineteen sixty-six, which was his last year. Um, his last four years, like I said, nine, 97 and 27. He was 20, or he, yeah, he was 20 and 11. Excuse me, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I'm sorry. He was 25 and 5, 19 and 5, 26 and 8, 27 and 9. Um, complete games were 20, 15, 27, and 27. Kind of like Gail Sayers, if he didn't have the health problems, who knows what he would have had like the next five or six years. Right. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, the stuff was just so up and above everybody else. It was unbelievable. So I, I'm just giving him the nod. All right. Go ahead. You can read a bunch of numbers, and then I'll bring it home. Oh, you'll come up with, like, you know, Bob Anderson because he held a bazaar for some homeless kid and gave him $25. So he belongs. So you're comparing <laughs> integrating Major League Baseball. Oh, hold on. Go ahead. So I was thinking Bob Backlund, but I was way off. Bob Backley's a wrestler. <laughs> One of the most dull wrestlers in but, history of wrestling. But, like, the most true wrestler, like, legitimate wrestler of all time. He was. With that being said, I, I want to throw a name out. This is not my fourth, but Ernie Banks came really close. Ernie Banks, you know, I was number 14 in Little League because of Ernie Banks. Explain, because I want to know how 
because that was his number. Okay. Oh. Duh. I, no, I thought you were going to say something like nationally ranked. Ernie Banks was thirteen. No, I, was I mean 14. that was his number when I was a kid. Right. I mean, I, I picked fourteen because of Ernie Banks. I mean, I loved Ernie Banks. I thought he was just a phenomenal player. Well, while he was in the army, did you know that he played with the Harlem Globetrotters? I did not. Yeah. Little little snippet. That's fact. amazing. So he he gets an honorable mention. Yeah, and he was up there with Hank Aaron and Willie Mays, like that close. And this one, I'm probably going to get burned on. I'm going to go with Mike Trout. I, it's possible. It's yeah. possible. He's he's got the potential. So in my era of baseball, Ken Griffey Jr. is heralded as the greatest baseball player of my generation. I think Mike Trout exceeds that. Oh, I do too. I do too. I don't have a lot of facts and statistics other than he's a five-tool baseball player. Jesus Christ, (laughs) five-tool baseball player. All right, so I had mine came down to three guys, and I don't know if I was trying to force in modern era. I'm not sure. I tried. I really did. I I wanted the Greg Maddox. I wanted the Barry Bonds. Barry but, Bonds was the right. first off my list, right. and he maybe belongs on it. I don't know if I let the stink of the way everything went down right. cloud my opinion there. He was, before he became balloon-headed and was <laughs> just mashing home runs, we had the pleasure here in Pittsburgh of watching him begin his career, and he was a truly great player. Yes, he was. If I had to throw one thing out, it was how bad he was in the postseason, I, I think is kind of what – one name, again, the, a guy that's got some stink on him that probably should be on this Mount Rushmore is Pete Rose. Exactly. He was the second one I knocked off the, off the list. But I went with a guy, nobody in baseball especially, can you ever say, is without a doubt the best at his position all time. But I think somebody you can make uh, the greatest argument for is this shortstop. And what he did with the Ironman was Cal Ripken Jr., you're going to have a hard time coming up with a better shortstop in the history of the game. That means something to me. That game's played streak in a sport that I think rewards that is Kyle Ripken Jr. I agree, but one thing I didn't like about – you can't take anything away from it, but it was a strike season where that thing was rolled over in the streak. All right. That broke Lou Gehrig's record, which wasn't broken by any type of strike or anything. Right. And you put... You're nitpicking now. Yeah, but you put... Don't pick those Put his stats against Gehrig's. They're not even close. Not even close. But... Not even close. Put him up against Terry Bradshaw's numbers. He didn't throw near as many touchdowns either. What the hell does that have to do with it? What does that have to do with my point? Why didn't Gehrig make your Mount Rushmore then? Yeah, if he's he so was an great. honorable mention. Honorable okay. mention. Obviously, I I had Lou Gehrig wrote down. You know, I'll tell you another guy that really is. We have about a minute and a half left. Underrated, somehow. and because of the market he played in back in that time, he was not exposed to Roberto Clemente. He was a third off the my best list. arm I have ever seen coming out of the right coming out of outfield. You can shake your head all you want, Jay, Jay Buner. No. <laughs> I like Jay Buehner. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to throw King Griffey Jr. up there. I really yep. did, but only because I was such a fanboy. That yeah. was right at my prime sport. That's what makes it so time. tough because, there's, like you said, you're nitpicking to get rid of people. So yeah, right. I mean, it's very difficult. Growing up, I, I idolized Ken Griffey Jr. I wanted his swing. Everybody, everybody could in, not. No, so no. I went with Mickey Mantle's swing. Just swing as hard as you possibly could at any pitch. Yeah, Willie Stargell, Mickey Mantle, any of those guys, yeah. Yeah, but Roberto Clemente, you, you wonder, you know, he kind of – he was probably past his prime, but still pert near his prime when he died, you know, where those numbers would have been. Well, yeah, he, he ended up with 3,000 hits. I believe he's 38 when he right. died. Yeah, so he didn't so. have long, long to go, but still – what a storied career, and you know, playing in Forbes Field, 
right. all those years. I mean, I tell you what, he was a great ball player. All right. Well, we have got to get out of here. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. We will have a recap of the Corona-filled caveman draft taking place Ooh, right, right here in the Asylum Studios. Yes, we still call them that. Check out everything at Asylum Football on Twitter. Asylum Football, or it's just sports123 at gmail.com, asylumfantasysports.com, and, of course, everything over at 12 Ounce at 12 OZ Sports and 12 Ounce Sports Network.com. Until next time, we'll see you. Take care. Tiana Trump, look it up, Rick, but not not when your wife's in the room. I don't think or I will. Or when she is.